Good day, listeners. We present to you our podcast, Wounded Hearts, Wounded Churches. We discuss a variety of topics that are important to the church. Examples include sexual abuse, all types of addictions, religious abuse, and recovery. This platform provides counseling sessions, meaningful question and answer, and a counseling continuum. Our co-hosts include Ms. Lolita, Personnel Director, Mrs. Tennille, our Technical Director. We have an impressive array of program contributors. And I'm your host. My name is Prince, founder of Antioch Youth Center, 5013C program, licensed counselor, now retired. So join in this exciting podcast, Wounded Hearts, Wounded Churches, and be a part of the healing process. introduced our guests tonight and again friends our guests we 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 love them much and to discuss this is a challenge it, it really is and, it, and it's heart rendering but we're looking at the 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 blessing of it that god can bring back and restore so first of all we have brother brian king brother brian needs no uh amen <laughs> introduction we're on the church for almost 40 years now husband father Save Sanctified, choir member, leads devotion. And you know, I worked with Brian a couple years ago and I was able to attest that he has a definite burden for young people. That was very, very obvious. So we thank God for him tonight. Also, Sister Annette. Uh, the impressive thing about her is not that she's in the pilot program in the Michigan area or working with the inner city children or that she worked in the financial department at the medical field in Michigan. Not that she's a writer, not that impressive, she thinks, but not that she's a mother, grandmother, but Jeremiah 3.14, it says, turn all you backsliding children, for God will forgive, and he's married to the backslider, and that is what is unique about this situation. So again, glad to have you here. Friends, if you have questions, you want to get them in early, this is a pretty short podcast per se. And you answer the questions if you would like to. And again, that number to text in is one 538 To our questions, to Brother Brian first. Brother Brian, if a person is saved and not attending services, what advice would you give him or her? Okay, this is um, based on what them backsliding and getting back to God and not attending services or just in general? In general, if they're saved, but just for whatever reason, saved, love God, but just not attending church services. What is your advice to them? If there is a local standing congregation of the church of God, that in my personal view, that's where they should be attending. Mm -hmm. Staying at home has, has merit but it's small merit. The reason I say small merit is you can you can listen to something on the air, um, online, but it's not like being in the presence of the saints of God. And it's not like being inspired by the Spirit of God in the presence of the saints of God. So those things are very much important. Uh, God told us in his word not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together as a matter of some is, but to exhort one another daily. You can't do that sitting at home. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's just my advice is 
find a local standing Church of God congregation and to attend there. Sister Annette, any feedback on that as far as in-house services and attendance? For me, I think having to make the effort, you can stay home, but I think that God appreciates the effort that we make. Some are working and some have children and to get us all out or get there and get there on time and be there to support the services. We get a lot out of service, but sometimes we bring things with us. We should bring something with us to encourage the saints. It shouldn't be all the time them encouraging us or seeing what the pastor has to say, which is good. But we should bring something every time we come to service because we're a body. So we need our arms, we need our legs, we need our eyes. So all of us are the body. So we all need to be together to have a complete service. To our director, any questions coming in? Yes, Mrs. De 313 asks, do you have to go to church to be saved? Brother Brian, is, do you have to go to church to be saved? To get saved or to be saved? Or, no, that's not a, but it's, it's best uh, to maintain our experience with God is to go to where you can hear the gospel and be challenged by the word of God and feel the inspiration of the service and other saints of God. Sister Annette, our question was, can you, you have to be, Sister, Sister Tine, what was the question again, please? Do you have to go to church to be saved? Okay. You don't have to go to church to be saved, but there you should look into the reason why you don't want to go or why you aren't going. It's true. Because if, 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 if there's something keeping you back, we need to know why, because sometimes it's the ploy of the enemy not wanting you to be there. So if there is a legitimate reason, like you're sick or, you know, other than being sick, I don't, I don't know about staying out for no reason just because, but there's, when you're a Christian, you want to be with the saints. You want to be in the services. You want to hear it. I know uh, missing a service and they played for me. I'm almost disappointed, not because the service is not good, because I missed out. You can hear the music, but you can't feel it. You, you know, you can't feel the testimonies like you can when you're there. Well, Brother Brian, According to our question there, if a person is missing service, are they missing? What are they missing? If they're not attending church, what are they missing when they don't come to church? What, what are they missing? Uh, there's a, a litany of things they're missing, but some of the main things that they're missing is the inspiration of the Spirit of God. Now, you can be inspired at home in your personal devotion time, but to be able to share that, give and receive, you need to be in the presence of the saints. Plus, these are people you want to spend the rest of your eternity with. That's it's right. not just a, a momentary thing, like going to a basketball game or something. This is your whole life. You have given your life to God. These are his people, the sheep of his pasture. So you want to be able to be in the presence of the people you want to spend eternity with. That's important to me. Sister Annette, now that you've been saved for these years back with God, uh, how do you maintain your experience? I maintain the same way you get back is what you have to keep up. It's almost in a, as in a marriage. The things that you did to attract the person or the things that you did in the beginning, you keep them up so as to let them know that you're still interested and that you still love them and that you're still working toward the gold 
of the relationship. So with salvation, you, know, you, you keep up your devotion, you keep up your the inspiration of God, you, you meet him, you um, keep up your fasting, your praying, because that is food for you. Because when you, when you meet God or when he gives you something special in devotion or in a song, sometimes you can just be by yourself and you're singing and just the songs are letting you know the, the fight that the saints before you have gone through. And sometimes in a small part, you're going through some things and those songs encourage you. So to, to keep up what it took to get there, I think it, you have to do to stay there. Brother Murray, you're talking to someone tonight who's struggling. Maybe they've been hurt, disenfranchised, but they're struggling. What can they do to maintain their experience? What can you tell that person tonight? How can they maintain their experience? You have to do the same things that Jesus laid out in his word to get saved. you got to seek first the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and his righteousness. That means you have to pray. You have to fast. You have to walk in the light that you know. Read your Bible and maintain a relationship with God. See, this is all about us and God. Mm-hmm. It's I not about anyone else. Yeah. So I get it. your relationship with God depends on what you do to make it blossom. And those things are very much important. Obedience, yeah. humility of mind and heart, and walking in the light. Mm-hmm. And you've got to have a main maintain a consistent prayer life. Sister Jeanette, um, I'm, a re- I'm retired now as a counselor. Uh, we got about 800,000 hours of counseling in. But the majority of my latest clients were dealing with depression, moreover discouragement. You're talking to someone tonight who's been discouraged or battling that. What can they do? While you think about that answer, friends, this is Wounded Hearts, Wounded Churches podcast. I want you to remember you're not forgotten about. We love you. We've been praying for you. Situations do arise at times. They do, whether you're in church, wherever, but we're praying for you. We want to see you restored, forgiven, and most of all, healed. And that can happen even tonight. Our panelists here are here to let you know what they went through and how God is maintaining them after all they've been through. And if God can help them, he can help you also too. We do love you. So Sister Annette, Discouragement. How can one fight against that? What do you do to deal with discouragement? If you keep yourself around encouraging people and you, you know, and, and, and it, it's, it sounds simple, but it really is a choice. You, you have to choose to be discouraged. Not that things won't happen because things are going to happen because we're in life and we're dealing with people. So things will happen. But I decide how I'm going to act or react to it. So if things happen that are unpleasant, then I can hurt and then react negatively, which will throw me someplace else. Or I can hurt and then just work through the hurt. And then soon it'll pass. Maybe not today or tomorrow, but it doesn't have to take me under. Sometimes uh, before I was saved, things would take me under because... I allowed it to because I didn't have anything to fight within me. But now when things happen, and like I said, things are going to happen. True. I've got to fight inside right. because, you know, God has fought the battle. For, I mean, Christ has fought the battle for me. Yes. And so I just have to maintain. 
it, things will happen. And, and, and if I learn to hurt, but, but I got to hurt right. You know, if you, if you hurt right, then he'll bring you through. Brother Brian, discouragement. You're talking to someone tonight who's been battling that for years, incessantly. How do you battle discouragement? Uh, through prayer. Through prayer. Amen. And uh, self-examination. Mm-hmm. Why, why am I discouraged and what am I discouraged about? Mm-hmm. It can't be God. Amen. So it has to be something in me uh, determine my relationship with God, the reason why uh, the rivers are not flowing or the joy is not flowing. Amen. So Amen. you have to, like I said before, take the humble road and examine yourself. Am I praying like I should or like I once did? Am I fasting? Am I obedient? And I'm walking in the light. All those things are very much important to battling discouragement. If you count everything in your life and everything's up to stuff, now we know. Now we can get down to it. Then it involves the devil. So now we can rebuke the devil, and he's got to go because everything else is intact. Yes. My relationship with God is intact. So that is um, the way I do it. Any questions for our director? Miss did three and three took the question right out of my mouth. She asked, how can I write? Good question. Sister Annette, I think you said that. The question was again, please. How? How can I hurt right? Right. Hurting right <clears throat> means that bef- once I'm hurt, once before I react, that I... I, I put it through the sieve, okay? So I, I'm, I'm not going to attack anyone or I'm not going to hurt anyone else just because I'm hurt. So if, if, I, if I'm, I'm hurting and then I try to say, okay, the person, say if someone did something, I said, the, if it was a saint, then they could not have meant to hurt me. Even though they did, I just won't believe that that was their intention to hurt me. And then I pray and ask God to help me because Offenses will come. There will come. People are different. And you may not always fit in or blend in. And people will say things and, and they'll do things. But I don't, I mean, even though I'm hurt, I don't have to, you know, it doesn't have to bring me down. It doesn't have to destroy me. I can give it to God. I'm, I'm learning to, to cast those things. Because something happened not too long ago. I was so embarrassed. I was in front of the saints and someone said something. It was so embarrassing. But then, okay, I I have a friend that often tells me it wasn't lethal. You know, you're going to live. And that's true. But you just feel so bad and so embarrassed at the time. But okay, so now you're embarrassed. Okay, just move on. And and that's what you have to do. You just have to move on. And God will help you. God will help you. Brother Brian, do some things hurt? Do we get hurt sometimes? Absolutely. We're human. And what do we do when, when we get when we get hurt or wounded? What do you're talking to someone tonight? Trust me. Okay. Trust me tonight. You're talking to someone tonight who's been wounded. Maybe more I know one for sure has been wounded. What okay. should they do? It depends on what type of wound you're referring to. Okay. Um wounded in the church or wounded by saints or wounded by someone like that. There's a lot of variations in that. And they require various responses but the main response you got to have is to make sure you take everything into effect look at it in the light of god's eternal word and proceed forth to act accordingly if a saint says something out of the way um 
the polite thing to do is, excuse me, I thought I heard you say such and such. Is this the case? Okay, when from that point you get to take it and move on. Why are you guys laughing? Is it that common? (laughs) (laughs) Brian, you're right. I mean, what you're saying really hits home. So go right ahead, please. Sorry to. You have to take it in the light of this life. These things happen. And we're we're people. And sometimes, you know, in dealing with people, uh, miscues can come. That's true. And you don't never know uh, how a person's feelings are, how soft or tender they are on certain areas. And you don't know what they've been through in the past. The reason why what what transpired there hurt them. So, mm-hmm. like I said, the the proper action is to uh, quell the situation by asking the question. All right. And brother Any, Moon, I'm, I think a, another thing is that sometimes coming back, you're hypersensitive. I mean, everything is you know everything everything upsets you or everything hurts you, and you have to kind of settle down from that because there no one's out to get you. You know, you're you're back now. And you're in good standing, so you you have to stand on that. So things that are happening, it's not just to undo you. It's it's just life, you know. And sometimes it's not even the devil. It's just life. So when we kind of get rid of being so sensitive, about, you know, everything hurting your feelings or everything being an issue or everything being an art, then we can kind of exhale a little bit. Any questions from our listeners? Yes, Mister Three One Three asks, Do you find that church hurt? and hurt outside of church is the same. Brother Brian, we'll take you first on that question. Okay. Uh, do I find it the same? Uh, no, sir. Okay. I guess the reason it's not the same is some things hurt deeper with someone you're closer with. Mm-hmm. And you're closer with the saints than you are people in your job or even some family members. So that hurt is going to hurt worse because one, it's unexpected. Two, um, you have to view it a different way because when people are outside, you expect them to act a certain way yes, or to yes. say certain things that right, they right. might willfully want to hurt you. Right. They don't like you. They don't like the way you look, the way you walk or right. something about your car. They don't like that. So they say things to antagonize you and to hurt you. Those right. offenses are going to come. But amongst the saints of God, when it transpires, it's a little different because it feels different because you're closer as saints, as brothers and sisters in Christ. So it feels different. So that's why I say it's, I wouldn't say it's the same. Sister Annette, what do you think about that? Is hurt from the outside of the church, inside of the church or the same? Or how should we work with that? I don't think it's the same either. As Brother Brian says that you expect things like that from the people in the world, but we have to keep in mind that saints are just people too. They're, re- they're people that have been redeemed, but they still have certain qualities of people. Right. So they'll say things and they'll do things, but I have to believe they didn't do it intentionally. But even though someone cuts you and it wasn't their intention, you're still cut. So mm-hmm. I, I think that coming from a brother, it would hurt just a little more than it was coming from somebody out the street. Let me expand on that, Sister Annette. Can you hurt a person and not realize it? Yes, sir. Okay. And I say it so freely because um, if, if, if you're a person that's kind of outgoing or you're in a position and you do things and you may say things quickly 
or it may sound abruptly. That wasn't your intention, but you, you're, you're, you're going toward an end. You're, you're trying to get something done. So sometimes you may speak short or you may uh, move too quickly or you may um, just do things out of the ordinary. And then a person gets hurt. I don't know. I'm doing my job. But sometimes people, I, I have to be a little more sensitive because there are sensitive people and, and I don't want to be offensive. So I, I have hurt people. And then when I find out, then I'm, I'm, I'm willing to say that I'm sorry, but I got to know, you know, so if they tell me, then I will apologize. But then also I want to slow down so as not to cause the offenses. Brother Brian, that same question to you. Can we hurt people and not really know it? Uh, yes. <clears throat> For the very reasons she just said. I mean, if I don't know I'm hurting you, I mean, how am I supposed to know? And then if, as a saint of God, uh, it shouldn't be discussed all over the congregation. Brother Brian did this. And Brother Brian hurt me. He said this. And he had to mean this. He had to mean it. No, that wasn't the case at all. And if you don't let me know, how am I going to know? So now my name is maligned, and I don't even know why. Because I said something that offended you, and I didn't know it offended you. Like I said earlier, we don't know everybody's background. Right. We don't know right. what offends people and right. what does not. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you just being yourself and you're saying something mm -hmm. and somebody mm -hmm. looks at their life mm -hmm. in the past tense and mm -hmm. sees that moment in which you said something and they get offended. But Absolutely. if you don't know, you can't apologize for it. You see what I'm saying? Sure. So, sure. Uh, yeah, that's that can happen. Any questions from our director? Not at the moment. No, sir. Mr. Jeanette, uh, how do I know if I'm too sensitive? How do I know that? What, what is the uh, litmus test or the criteria where I'm too sensitive around the church? How can I know that? If more things hurt you than don't, I think it's safe to say that you're too sensitive. Um, if every time you have a service, something is said or, or if someone's I know something, uh, one of the time when uh, the, the pastor was preaching and someone came to me after service and said, I think the pastor was preaching about you. And I was surprised because I'm thinking, you know, at first, I don't think he would do that. But secondly, I'm thinking, well, why would they think it was me? You know, but that, that, that person does it. They think someone's pointing at them. I never think it's me. Probably I think I should, but I never think he's pointing at me because my pastor doesn't do that. He's a loving pastor and he doesn't do it. So I wouldn't think, but she he said, you know, I do believe. I said, no, I, I don't think that was for me. I think, you know, he was preaching. If it hits me, it's for me. But I don't think he was saying that's for you because you did. I, I said, I don't believe that of him. But when, when things are, when everything offends you, I can't say anything. I can't do anything. You know, I can't pass, you know, too close to you. Or if I speak, I'm hurting you. If I don't speak, then, then you can say, you know, if, if more things hurt you, then don't. You're too sensitive. Brian, I'm going to come to you about that same question. But friends, if you have questions, we've got about two more moments. So again, you want to get your question in tonight. The number is one 538 Brother Brian, how can I know? Give me some counsel. Give the counselor some counseling tonight. How do I know if I'm too sensitive? What are the litmus tests? How can I know for sure that I'm too sensitive around the church? Seems like he froze for a moment. But Brian, here All right, is I'll give I'll give out. that to our listeners tonight. Friends, you're listening on the podcast tonight, Wounded Hearts. How does one know if he's too sensitive? You've seen people, I'm sure, that 
you say, man, they might be a little thin-skinned. A little bit, a little how bit. Can, how can a person know whether they, whether they are too sensitive or not? If he's back yet, we'll continue. Our time is just about up also, too. But I do want to reiterate briefly, friends, about our guest, uh, how they were able to expose themselves like this and tell what they did and how God brought them through uh, tonight. Brother Brian's back. All right. If he's there, yes. Brother Brian, how can I know if I'm too sensitive? Oh, for the very same reason touchy. she said. They have a word, yeah. touchy. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, a lot of times, you know, I, I can see a new convert being like that. Yeah. And you really have to walk softly about them. Around them. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, even what you say or do or anything, you have to walk softly. They're new convert. They're not. Um, they're not used to certain things being said or done. So you have to really tread softly around a new convert. But someone's been around uh, claiming salvation and claiming mm-hmm. sanctification, right? For that matter, for some time, I, I, I feel that they need prayer because <laughs> you shouldn't be that sensitive. Because we have to overcome the world. And if we're dealing with all kinds of situations all day long, fighting spirits, you know, uh, the saints should be a household of of peace. I mean, we come in there and we want to worship God. We want to give God thanks. We want to worship God, give him praise for all that he's done for us. And we don't want to be really that sensitive about any personal matters that we have gone through on a job and bring that kind of attitude to church. So uh, in that regards, uh, that can transpire, especially with a new convert. You have to walk a certain way. In our last moment, we have a question coming in. I believe it's more of a comment from Mr. 313. She said, I think it's wherever they think everything said is about them. And someone always says something about them. But that may not be the case. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, friends, our time is up tonight. The, my last four questions were the best. And we don't have time for it, unfortunately. So we're going to have to work that out because we want to find out the reasons for backsliding. We did a study with Dr. Craig, and he mentioned pride, emotional immaturity. Uh, A person is not mature spiritually. Those can be the reasons. We'll talk about those again. But I do want to thank our guest again tonight for being here with us. And this podcast, Wounded Hearts, is by Church of God for Church of God. If you're hurting tonight, we're here to serve you. We're not a church, we're just a platform of discussion with a counseling or the separandi to see people healed, forgiven, and restored. Again, thank our staff for working diligently and our guest speakers. May the Lord bless you.